Uh, yeah, I think this is us at our in our best element. <laughs> Star Wars. And I can't believe we're already on episode 20. I know, I was going to say something too. 20? Holy guacamole. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Not wow. counting the Clone Wars stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Which we'll get back to one of these years. One of these yeah, years, uh, sometime in the, the distant future. Maybe, maybe when there's not a brand new movie coming out. Woo! In like... Less than 17 days as as of tonight. Yeah, 17 as of, days. As of, as of this recording, it's 17 days. In three days, it'll be two weeks. Oh, oh my God. So excited. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. I've already got my two showings, my first two showings lined up, so... You're catching the, you're catching the 6 o'clock on Thursday or, or 7? Six o'clock on Thursday, and then I'm going back and seeing it again on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Nice. So, yeah, I'll probably do a couple of matinees I, over the weekend, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a friend reached out and was like, oh, yeah, I, I got a block of tickets. And I immediately thought, oh, I'll invite you because I know how much you love Star Wars. And I was like, I'm already seeing it once, but I'll see it again. Yes, you will. Later. A block yes, of you yes, will. I will. <laughs> I wanna, uh, what, what about you, John? You 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 had you didn't get your tickets last time we talked about it. I think you have your ticket yeah, now, right? I've got tickets now. Yeah, I was. You guys were starting to make me sweat it, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I guess I better go. And I'm glad I did because they were not the last two tickets available for the showing, but darn close. Um, and their and their seats next to each other, which was even closer to impossible. Uh, so the the misses and I will be enjoying the uh, ten o'clock showing our time. Um, I guess it'll be All right. on the 14th. Yeah. Oh, so a yeah, Thursday showing Thursday. too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. We're all going to so see it the same at night. 2 a.m. <laughs> 2, when 2 we're a.m. All still awake. <laughs> right. We can text we, each other. We can all yeah. hop on and start <laughs> recording. about it. Right. Yeah. I am so down to record this right after. I'm going to be too jazzed to sleep, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a possibility. I'm actually taking that day off of work. Because we're gonna go see the double header of the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. Nice. So I was like, I'll oh just yeah. Make it a Star Wars day. <laughs> anyway, so uh, since we haven't talked in a while, we have plenty to talk about now. Uh, it's about Cat Ray leads us into Galactic Geek Out. All right. Well, as per usual, um, not quite immediately after we recorded our last episode, but <laughs> pretty darn close. Uh, it was announced big news that Ryan Johnson has been tapped to helm a new trilogy in the Star Wars universe that will be separate 
from the Skywalker saga. And right now Ryan is currently set to write and direct the first installment. Um, so it would be interesting to see if he continues that for the next two movies or if they bring some other people on and he just kind of oversees it. But anyway, that was the huge breaking news that happened now several weeks ago. So we're behind. Does that make him the new George Lucas? Uh, hmm, interesting question. Very interesting. Who's, I guess for I that guess trilogy, it, it would. Who's considered the current George Lucas? Kathleen Kennedy? Is it Kathleen? But she's a producer. She's not creating the stuff, right? Well, that's true. I mean, but she oversees the team that is creating it, right? Mm. She's the heir apparent to George Lucas. Like, he picked her to... At least to, to heading Lucasfilm. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in my eyes, she's the obvious answer to that. Now, obviously, George didn't have a whole story team and all that stuff. It was all just George's ideas and, True. and people filling in blanks. I don't think she's got all the ideas. I think she leans heavier on the story team that consists of a bunch of other people that have worked closely with George in the past and um, know all the different angles of, of how Star Wars needs to be portrayed. On the other hand... Uh, a lot of the ideas that George came up with for The Force Awakens and the following two movies after that were not used. They went in a different direction. And I think that was mostly because of Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> this has been an awkward meeting. Right, yeah. By the way, we're not using any of your ideas. Thanks, George. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think George Lucas is never really going to be replaced, so I don't know if we can really call any of the directors the next George Lucas. Well, I mean, I yeah, I kind of agree with John. Like, Kathleen Kennedy is running the Lucasfilm ship, so she's the one that's kind of directing it um, in the in the broader sense of the company and, and where things are going, so. Well, what about J.J., though? But I... J.J. wrote well, The Force Awakens, right? Kicked now off he's the, back yep. for nine. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not getting a whole trilogy. True that. Yeah, the the fact that plus, Ryan plus is getting a, middle a whole one. trilogy. Yeah. He's, he's getting I mean, The Last Jedi and a trilogy. That's as many movies as George directed. Wow. Yeah, yeah, good point. Well, well... Yeah, okay. Well, better Ryan than JJ. <laughs> you guys know how you feel about it, both. Yeah, I mean, I think it shows a lot of confidence in uh, Ryan, especially since we haven't even seen, seen The Last Jedi yep. yet. Right. Um, so they obviously, regardless of, I guess, what the fan response is going to be, well, maybe. <laughs> um, but they're, they obviously have really liked what they've seen at, because – None of us have seen the movie yet, so they they must be really happy. So it's it's only increased my anticipation of seeing The Last Jedi when that news came out. Initial reactions to that news. New trilogy. Yay, more Star Wars! I think I was pretty shocked. 
just because The Last Jedi hasn't come out yet. And then they're like, and Ryan Johnson's going to helm a new trilogy. And you're just like, what? Left field, right? Just like, oh, by the way, here's a new trilogy for y'all. Just, okay, yeah, it was pretty much shock for me, too. It was like, is this a joke? There's no way. Then I saw another well, article plus, and another article. Plus I, I think it, it lends to the discussion we were having on the last episode about this mini dark times, I think mm, we called mm. it, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, doesn't sound <laughs> like we're having a mini anything at this point. True yeah, JK. We're having more Star Wars and more Star Wars and more Star Wars. And it's going to be epic. It's going to be totally I'm epic. Also, totally epic. I'm also wondering if possibly with the kind of debacle that was the you know Han Solo spinoff with having to fire Lord and Miller and bring on another director at the very last moment, if they're thinking it might be safer to set up another sort of trilogy where you kind of have a planned out, I don't know, maybe that's not, but, you know, set it up something like that as opposed to bringing people in to just do one-offs. And if they're starting to get a little bit worried about that. I don't know, because I think they're still going to be doing one-offs. Well, supposedly, I mean, we were supposed to have at least three one-off films and they still haven't announced the third one right. as of yet. Although we are speculating you, it's the Obi-Wan film. You bring up a good point, though, Kat. There was that Boba Fett movie by uh, – it was going to be done by a Josh, Josh Trank, I think was his name? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And they totally kicked him off after the whole Fantastic Four thing uh, bombed. Can you blame him? And all the drama behind yeah. there. So far, Rogue One is the only, like, successful thing, right? But even then, that one had a lot of issues behind the scenes. Well, yeah, I mean, so uh, how how much did uh, Star Wars fans really dog that film for all the reshoots it did? Oh, my gosh. They seem minuscule now in comparison, don't they? Yeah. And it turned out to be a great film. And we should have faith that the start uh, that the Han Solo film will be a great film as well. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious if they're kind of maybe changing their tactic a little bit by by deciding to sign to sign Ryan up for a trilogy, or you know. So I'm just it's just a, a curious. I guess we'll see what happens after. The Han Solo spinoff comes out, and if there are any more announcements about, you know, the the supposedly the third spinoff film we're going to get at some point in the future. I honestly think they realize just how much of a treasure they have in Ryan Johnson. And Kathleen was like, you know what? We cannot let this guy go. Give him anything he wants. We got to keep him. It's like, well, how's about giving, giving me my own trilogy? All right. It's yours. Just just do it. That is my honest. Some variation of that conversation took place behind closed doors, and that's what led to to that whole uh, whole thing. Um, I mean, I'm I'm excited because Star Wars is supposed to be this vast universe, this vast galaxy, and so I'm excited to see wherever he decides to take it to take us a little bit farther removed from 
the Skywalker storyline because it's a huge sandbox to play in. So I think I think it could be fun to just get completely out of that and do something new, do something a little different. If I remember correctly, last episode we also talked about what we like to see in potential spinoffs, right? Yeah. So we've chatted about that so, on and off over several episodes, I think. Ryan Johnson is right here. He's asking you, what would you like to see in my new trilogy? What do you tell him? Um, If Ryan Johnson were right here now... Uh, God, I don't want to be cliche and be like, Old Republic. Cliche. But it would be. <laughs> well, but I think that's what a lot of people are, you know, a few, maybe not a lot, but certain segments of, of the internet are like, oh, yeah, let's do Old Republic. Nah, and it that. definitely could be cool to see that. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I guess it would be cool something to to see something prior to – what we have seen on screen, I don't necessarily need it to be old Republic. Um, so, but it, it maybe, seems maybe it'd be cool. It seems like you're leaning more towards like prequel, maybe or in like I mean, would they do something in the future of the Star Wars universe? Maybe. I mean, I mean, if it's far removed enough from the current trilogies and spinoffs. Because, I mean, all the movies we have right now occupy the same, what, 60, 70 years? Yeah. So, I mean, potentially you could have something set 100 years after that or maybe 50 if you don't want to go that far. Or maybe 300. I don't know. I don't think spoilers or continuity issues would be that much of an issue if you're that far ahead. Maybe. I guess it depends how in-depth they go. I mean, on the other hand, it could be cool to see him focus on some of the other, you know, cultures that we've seen in Star Wars. I guess, like, Mandalorians would probably be something some people would want to see, you know, that had a pretty rich EU history. So, I mean, they could – there are so many things. That he could do. What about you guys? John Boy? I think for me, I think for me, I would tell him, I don't care what you do. As long as it's got R2-D2 and C-3PO in it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So you want to keep it within that century, then. <coughs> you take. I'm, I'm not putting that kind of restraint on him. As long as he uses those two characters, I'm good. That's it. Yeah, I mean, they've shown up at very, in every film, right? Right. Do you think they're going to show up in the Han so Solo? Far? They have to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they have to. Be kind of forced, don't you think? I Well, wasn't it forced in Rogue One? Uh, yes. Well, that one, a little bit. That one, I can, that one I can forgive, though. I mean... Were the rebel base? Yeah, Bale you, was a you don't think that you don't think that they could find a fitting moment to drop R two and three PO in a Han Solo film. I think it'd be something similar to Ponda Baba and I always forget his name. Evazon, Doctor Evazon, Doctor Evazon's yeah. cameos in Rogue One. I think it'd be something like that if we did get them in yep. in a Han Solo. Yep. I think so, too. Like, they bump into him. Watch it, droid. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right. And that's it. Right. 
So probably. Which I mean, or the main characters don't even run into it. They just like they exit a scene and R2 and 3PO walk by or something like that (laughs) and bickering at each other. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I'm just saying, I'm saying, I I think they'll be in it. And I think if, if Ryan came to me and said, you know, I'm making another trilogy, what do you want? That's what I want. I want R2 and 3PO to make appearances. Use those two characters in all three of those films, and I'm good. Do whatever else you want, because I trust you. You can set it when you want. You can use whatever other characters you want or make up new characters. I don't care. As long as I see me an R2 unit, and I see a goldenrod droid. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Let the man create. Don't, don't. Don't box them in. Except for R2. Except for, except for <laughs> using those, except for those two character making, they don't have to be focal points. They just have to make appearances in all three films. Squeeze them in. Okay. Let's say he makes some films set in the far future, right? Yeah. And maybe there's like this, like, I don't know, this art piece depicting the Civil War or something, right? And there's like sure. an image of 3PO and R2 in there. Would you take that? If the image is has the two robots bickering, I'm good with it. <laughs> if they're being true to their characters, I'm into it. All right, I can take it. I'll, I'll buy it. It could be like a Harry Potter moving picture kind of thing. All right, uh, historical hologram. I, 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 I can dig it. I can dig it. Whatever, yeah. What about you, Adrian? Anything in particular? Uh, not really, to be honest. I'm like, I have no specifics. Like, hey, you're Ryan Johnson. I adore you. I know whatever you're gonna come up with is gonna amaze me. Go, go all out. Although part of me is kind of like John too, where I don't want them to break the tradition of having three PO and R two. But it wouldn't break my heart if they eventually stop showing up. You know. If they ever go earlier, that's going to be a little bit hard yeah. with uh, 3PO. True debt. True debt. That's why I'm I'm not into the whole earlier thing. I just I think I just want to be surprised. Yeah. And I think I think we well hopefully will be. I mean I don't we don't know what Ryan's thinking, and so far there's no timeline on when the first movie of this trilogy will be released i mean there are people speculating when it will come out but so far there's no sort of timeline for when this will happen i guess if i maybe not an era but things i would like to see would be maybe something akin to the old school jedi sith wars that you know the the, some of the old republic games would kind of show just show jedi Mm -hmm. at the at the height of their power along with the sith at the height of their power before the whole rule of two thing I think that'd be pretty dope. I think, cool. I think that'd be okay for a one movie deal. I don't think we need a whole trilogy there. I don't need a whole trilogy there. What about the just, Mandalorian just, Jedi War? Just thing? just like I don't need a whole trilogy in Mandalore. I don't need a Mandalore <laughs> yeah. trilogy. One movie's I fine. Agree. Ooh, what if he does like an anthology? That'd be dope. Like what? An anthology trilogy. Yeah. 
like skipping through various time periods, like starting super early and showing one thing and then skipping a f- forward however many years and showing something else. You kind of already have that, right? But with you watch characters. the movies chronologically. True, but I mean, the current movies are all Anakin Skywalker's journey, so that's that's a connective tissue between every film, minus Rowan yeah. and Han Solo, I guess. But oh right. no, well, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, obviously. So never mind. But well, and and Rogue One had Anakin Skywalker, all evil Darth Vader, so he counts, right? Making awesome dad jokes, which I love. <laughs> When did corny right. jokes become dad jokes? As a dad, I'm offended. <laughs> Just because it's a bad joke doesn't mean it's a dad joke. Moms be telling bad jokes for years. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. So I guess just to kind of wrap this part up. Uh, yeah, we're all excited for Ryan Johnson's upcoming trilogy. Can't wait. Just it's amazing. Amazing and yeah, I can wait. I just want to see the, his next movie first. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's the one I'm psyched for. That's right. So close, you guys. We're so close. Oh, so, what else we got? Um. So the the other big thing is that uh, Battlefront Two is officially out now. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and I know both you guys have played it. So, how was it? John Boy, how's about you go first? Yeah, I, I'm gladly. I, I love the game. I'm totally into it. I'm playing the heck out of it. Uh, finished the campaign. Loved the campaign. I thought it was great. It was a great way to... I mean, it starts you on, on one side um, as a, um, a TIE fighter pilot on an elite squadron. And it brings you around to fighting against the Empire at some point. And you get to play all these side characters. And it's a whole lot of hooting, hollering fun, some great gameplay. Um, I just felt like it was the campaign was short. I felt like it could have been a lot longer. Well, we're living in the age of DLC, so they're adding more chapters to the campaign. I'm sure they will, because it feels incomplete to me. Yeah, the story yeah. the story doesn't feel complete. I was kind of surprised when uh when it ended. Yeah. Although Did I'm not gonna lie, that of... epilogue uh final chapter was dope. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was dope. Does it kind of end on a cliffhanger because there's gonna be DLC coming out? It, there's a time jump. Yeah. Okay. So spoiler yeah. alert. I mean, I'm totally yeah. If you guys want to spoil it, I'm totally fine because I if I ever play it, it will be. Who knows when? So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not offended by spoilers, but maybe some other people might be. So. Well, the the final the final uh, chapter is the Battle of Jakku. You're flying around in your X wing. Uh, that was a really, really, really fun level. But then there's also the characters' personal stakes. Iden Versio's personal stakes in that battle. So yeah, yeah, that was really dope. So once you finish that, you think, okay, this is the end. You know, everyone's happy, yada, yada. Characters end up with who they're supposed to end up with, I guess. And then you think this is the end. And then, boom, time jump. Suddenly you're playing as Kylo Ren. Right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. I was not expecting this, like, at all. And this is not amazing. 
I love playing as Kylo. Kylo is such a fun character to play as. And so then that's obviously set in the sequel era. It's leading up that 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 particular uh uh mission ends I would argue maybe a few days before the Force Awakens. That sounds about right. It's a total so lead up to the to Force Awakens. Mhm. Mm. Kylo's yeah, on it this. was really cool, and and the cool thing about the game is there were some super challenging spots. And mm-hmm. I think there was one spot in particular where you, where you and I were both super frustrated. I must have played <laughs> over and over for like two hours the same mission trying to get to the end. And then you're like, oh, did you use the one item? And I'm like, there's a one item? Yeah, it's back here. Son of a gun, I wish I had known. <laughs> now that, that was easier. tricky yeah I, I yeah oh my god but it ended up being one of my favorite ones too same here it really did because it was so challenging you know and the, the way we're talking about it right now right it's an amazing experience i think it feels like star wars when it's when it's at its best it's incredible yeah it is one of the, yeah it's probably mm-hmm. the best star wars gaming experience i've had since Maybe the since last, Battlefront two since Battlefront two in two thousand five or Shadows of Empire yeah. as a kid on Nintendo yeah. sixty four, yeah. But when it's, it's frustrating, so much fun. Holy crap, is it frustrating just because oh, of yeah. EA's BS <laughs> tactics? Mm-hmm. That I mean, I keep getting shamed by people for playing the game. I'm like, nah, it's shame. Yeah, you're not supposed to buy Battlefront two as you know to. Uh, boycott EA's tactics and whatever. Yeah, yeah but right. every every video game company's doing it. EA's not the worst one, not the worst offender. It's just that this is a massively popular game, and yeah, they probably uh, did a lot more or had plans to, um, that you know, asking people for more money for something they've already bought. But they're not the first company that's ever done that. So. Some people need to just chill. Yeah, I mean, I, I on one hand, I see where they're coming from. On the other, it's it's like it's like it reminds me of that whole attitude people had towards the prequel trilogy back in the heyday. You're not supposed to like them. You're not supposed to like this game, right? And I like I, the game. I I love the game. <laughs> I like the game a lot, despite it's some of the shortcomings. But this game is going to be well, the only game I probably play for at least the next. Four months. Yeah, I keep playing it. It is so much fun. Dude, yeah. playing as Luke is so fun. I Luke know. and Kylo Ren are like my favorite characters to play as. Yeah, Han is fun to play Han, as. Lando. Lando has some... Uh, Lando's sweet to play as. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Leia's great. Leia has a cool, cool uh, pistol. I love yeah, she does. her pistol. I mean, there's Chewie's so much kinda, to love about this Chewie's game. She's kind of tough to play as. Yeah. Chewie's hard to play as. Chewie was kind of wonky. Yeah. Um, but I, I love all the the environments are incredible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The graphics are stellar. Playing on Camino is dope. Playing yeah. as Luke on Camino is weird. R- totally weird. <laughs> Playing Kylo on Camino is weird. You know, it's just yeah. well, Ray. Ray on Camino is just all these right. <laughs> Characters so, don't belong so here, I, but so as the as the non video gamer mm-hmm. here, um, when you're when you're playing these characters, can you choose when you want to play them? 
sometimes like, time period or where i guess uh sometimes depends on the if you're playing arcade mode which is yeah. just kind of like okay. the sandbox type of mode yeah you can play whoever whenever you set your own custom mini map it's not the full map but yeah uh there are custom there there are challenges too that put you in certain mm-hmm. eras of certain characters so yeah there there are many ways to play one of the biggest shortcomings though is that so far there's no starfighter mode uh and solo arcade mode so if you want to fly a ship you know you want to do space battles or dogfights either get to replay the campaign or you got to go multiplayer uh-huh yeah ah uh. yeah and i'll tell you what there's some people that just own you yeah a multiplayer. <laughs> I don't. Doubt but it. at the same time, it's still fun. You can still, even though I mean, I I don't have nearly the stuff lock unlocked that most of the people I'm playing against have. They, you know, I'm getting one shotted left and right, and it takes two or three shots for me to kill anybody, right? But I can still get in there and be a little competitive. It's not incredibly overpowered. It's just massively overpowered. Mm-hmm. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a there's still a lot of multi multiplayer fun to be had for anybody at any skill level. Okay, that's good to know. Maybe someday, my kids, I think, saw a commercial. I'm not sure if it was a commercial. I think it was a commercial for Battlefront. We were probably watching like football on the weekend, and they were like, "Mom, it's Star Wars. That's so cool." And I was like, "Well, you got to be a little bit older." But then we can do that <laughs> soon, soon. Get a PS4 and just go crazy. It is – I'd say it's worth it. And I'm pretty sure they'll be repairing or adding on to some of the more frustrating aspects of it with the DLCs and updates yeah. and whatnot. So I'm looking – I'm like John. I'll probably be playing this one for the next couple of months. Easy. It's a good I mean, stress reliever. I don't, I don't think I'll play anything else. For the next three months. <laughs> nice instant Star Wars fix. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's cool. Stop stop shaming us, people. Have fun. Yeah. Sounds like you guys are, though. Yeah, well, so EA... That's e- good. EA ba- was forced to backtrack on all that pay-to-win pay stuff that they were planning to do. So they didn't do it. So all the negative that that um that was in front of the game it worked folks now you can go buy it and have fun because they're not making you pay to win although there is that annoying thing where you stop making credits after a certain amount of time in arcade mode so more yeah. credits available in seven hours i'm like why right that's yeah. that, that's that's bull yeah so like, again it's just one of those growing pains that I'm sure they'll eventually well they should take care of anyway because people are still complaining I'm complaining I love the game and I'm complaining <laughs> so yeah but not to the point where Star Wars you, fans there's always not to the point yeah. where you feel like you need to encourage people to boycott buying the game oh no it's just an annoyance you it know is. yeah it's fine people jump on board come play against me that John Fred. <laughs> Blue underscore, underscore lab, I believe is my. <laughs> we have yet to co-op too, amigo. So we've got to solve is that true. issue as well. 
Yep, I'm going to have to restart the PlayStation Plus or whatever so I can use my own internet connection to play online. Right. Fix that, Sony. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Blame Microsoft for that. They're the ones that started that malarkey. Yeah. Um, Sony's just like, they're they're doing it over there, and we can make money if we do it, too. It's always the way. That's it. Just it's a, all about getting that dollar out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. One final Capitalism note. Capitalism for the win. One final quick note there. Uh, I've been sitting yeah. on Battlefront uh, 2, the Inferno Squad novel, for a while. I have yet to get to it. I've been trying to catch up on reading. I am much more excited to read the book now that I've played the game. Oh, for sure, yeah. Okay. I wanted to read the book before the game. Obviously, that didn't happen. But I feel like I got some good investment in the character now. I'm like, okay, that's... I want to see her in her Empire Prime. Just let's see what 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 is Inferno Squad before the Battle of Endor and all that. So I'm I'm pretty pumped for that now. Well, I'll be very curious to see what you think. I read the uh, Battlefront Inferno Squad novel, although again, like I've said, I probably will not be playing the game anytime soon. And I really enjoyed it. So I'll be really curious to see what you think, having played the game and then going back and reading the book, which takes place well before the Battle of Endor, um, and how you feel that works with what you <laughs> saw and played in the game. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and edit you a a movie out of the cutscenes so you can watch yeah, Battlefront Two. <laughs> should yeah. <laughs> It's probably the only way that it's going to happen, at least any time in the near future. It's a bit, it's a bit of a choppy story, uh, I guess, storytelling-wise. But overall, it's, it's pretty good. And, uh, well, we do have Han Solo beard, and that just kind of threw me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you sh- shared those screenshots with me. I wasn't a fan. I don't know of if the... I love bearded Han Solo. Yeah, I didn't so dig weird. it myself. Just unnecessary. I bet you they gave him a beer just so they could have that line. He has a beer like you. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, exactly. You're trying to find someone and you're trying to get clues based on what people say, and that's something someone says. It's like, okay, yeah. so you're looking for someone with a beard. <laughs> like, come on. But whatever. It's a great level. He's fun to play with. But yeah, Battlefront 2. I, I, I like it. I love it. Play it. Thumbs up. Don't at me. <laughs> All right, so um, last week, I think it was last week, um, the official cover was revealed for the sequel to the Thrawn novel by Timothy Zahn. This is called Thrawn Alliances, and the cover was revealed. Um, And it features um, a tall man in black that we all know as Darth Vader. So there's going to be a Darth Vader Thrawn team up in the sequel. So that will probably intrigue a lot of people. I would say so. Yeah. 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 I absolutely adored the last Thrawn novel. So yeah. Thrawn and Vader. Get out of here. Probably a little Tarkin in there too. I'm like, all right. I dig it. Is that yeah. what that noise is, you digging? Psh. Yeah, psh, that's me digging. Whenever you hear that, <laughs> psh, it means I dig it. <laughs> that or I'm making lightsaber blaster noises with my, with my mouth. One or the other. 
or opening a soda. Otherwise, I mean, we've, you know, we're in the final countdown towards the last Jedi. So there's been a ton of TV spots that Mm -hmm. are coming out now that really are mostly the same, but we've gotten a few, few little things. I have to say that the gif of Chewbacca knocking the pork (laughs) off of the, the console and the Falcon is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. I (laughs) I use that for everything now. Uh, (laughs) It's like, whoa, that's so mean. Pork violence but also does not hilarious. stand, man. <laughs> so, oh, that it is hilarious. Just serving to whet our appetites for The Last Jedi. I love that uh, that welcome back spot with Phasma. That, one, that one's cool. I, I think yes. just because we get to see more Phasma. I think we've seen more Phasma in all The Last Jedi spots than we actually did in The Force Awakens. Yeah, <laughs> definitely or about the same. You might be right. Definitely more shots of her actually doing something. Yeah, that whole Finn fight she's gonna be in. Psh, psh. Yeah, <laughs> here we go with the psh again. All right, I dig it, man. I, I, I psh. so I think that about wraps up our galactic geek out. Unless there is anything else that you guys want to throw out there. John, let me hear your best Porg impersonation. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I dig it. Psh. <laughs> yeah. Slice it up with a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to hear that. We've been meaning to ask you all week, but we haven't been recording, so I just remembered. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so moving on, uh, main topic is Star Wars Rebels. First half of Ooh, the final season. Wow, yeah. In the can. Uh, wow. Oh, it's killing me that this is the last season I now. know, and it's getting no. so good. So good. So good. <laughs> Oh, all right. I, I mean, mean, the the first thing we got to mention, the wolves. Doom. Yeah, I, I the wolves are so fascinating. I am so curious. So, uh, yeah, everything about them. They're just cool. Just I don't know. It, the just wolves gonna, are the new Bendu. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely related to the Force, some sort of Force creature like the Bendu. Um, where obviously, I mean, they're not maybe Force wielders like we know the Jedi and Sith, but you know they're. Or are they? Because they appear the... and disappear for no apparent reason. That's true. That's <laughs> true. They have also apparently can bend space time, uh, sort of. That was weird. Um, that was that was weird. Traveling traveling through Lothal to the other side of the planet. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm very curious. I mean, I'm assuming that we're probably not going to get 
a lot of it explained, but I'm very curious as to what the wolves have to do with Kanan's destiny and where it's going to take him. Let me ask this about them wolves. Why they all got chicken feet? That's weird, right? And them scales. They got them chicken feet. Yeah, yeah, I see that. It's it's very, uh, very Studio Ghibli to me. I mean, uh, a lot of of that one episode, Kindred, because that's where it um, that's where it seemed most prominent. But it almost seems like a mashup of like. So I don't. Are you guys? Have you seen a bunch of the Hayao Miyazaki Studio? Ghibli oh, you movies? bet. Yeah. So Princess they told, Mononoke, t- yeah. My Neighbor Totoro, so t- Spirited Away, Howl's Moving so Castle, does- all them. Yeah, so, like, the wolves almost seem like a hybrid of the wolves in Princess Mononoke uh-huh. with a forest spirit. So, like, maybe they're, like, embodying, like, maybe they're the protectors of Lothal in some way. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it's very but what's, kind of... what's the connection to Kanan, then? I mean, you would think they'd, they'd have more of a connection... To a native Lothalian, Lothalder, Loth, Lothagander. What are they called? People from Lothal. Lothian. I don't know, but we don't know where Canaan's from originally. Good point, but we know that uh, Ezra's from there. They did kind of hit at that, though, didn't they? It's like I don't know where I came from. I never bothered to check. Why that. would they? Why would he bring that up? Why would they make him say that? Yeah, if they it's, it's it's been dropped. Yeah, like maybe maybe Kanan is from Lothal, and we just don't know it yet. Because yes, Ezra is a native of Lothal, so it seems like if these creatures are connected specifically to the planet in some way, I mean they're called Loth Loth wolves, so it seems to imply that. Um, you know, yeah, why are they more interested in Kanan than they are in Ezra? Especially given that Ezra has been shown to have connections to other animals. Bing, 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 bing. We have a winner. So <laughs> there's, I mean, it, it would seem to hint that there's some, Kanan ha- obviously has some deeper connection to Lothal, or maybe just because he's more powerful in the Force, and that's, that's what they're what drawn I'm thinking. to. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, he spent a lot of time with the Bendu. Yeah. Yeah. And he's definitely become more Jedi-like as after his blindness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He became totally in, uh, more in tune with everything when he got blinded. Mm-hmm. So... So, yes, it's quite possible it has nothing to do with Lothal and it's all about the Force, which I could equally see being a possibility. <laughs> um, what, what, that was Kindred, right? Where the wolf first said Doom? Yes. I'm so happy we, we managed to watch that one at the same time. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> Uh, or no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Kindred. It was the episode before that. Flight of the Defender. I remember we were trying, we were trying to watch Kindred at the same time and it didn't work out because my stupid on demand didn't put the episode up and I was screaming at home about it. Um, it was the episode 
before that. Um, <coughs> Light of the Defender, then. Which now I'm... Uh, yes, it must have been one of those two episodes. Um, Flight of... Well, what was the one that came before Flight of the Defender? But yes, it was Flight of the Defender. It was that second one um, in that two-parter where where um, Ezra and Sabine steal the, the TIE Defender <laughs> and then... The you stole a tie defender. What? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a callback to season one. It all comes back around. Um, <laughs> in this case, it ended up being uh, crashed before they could do anything with it, though. So, um, yes, Flight of the Defender. That's the one that we watched together. Um, so that was yes, that was cool. Just because oh, I'm really enjoying this episode. This it sounds like the season's finally picking up. Whoa, why did the wolf just say doom? You know, we've been, when we were messaging each other as we watched the episode, you were a little farther ahead than I was. It, it was cool. <laughs> little discussions here and there. And then I'm like, doom. And then you just started freaking out and like, turn on your subtitles. And I was like, doom. That's not ominous at all. Turn on your CC. Doom. 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 Wait. <gasps> and then I just absolutely lost it. Like, that is insane. I was like, okay, now I know why Cat Ray's like, Losing it. Freaking out. Yeah, totally losing it. Well, I have to say, that was not me. I did not have my closed captioning turned on. I, I was on Twitter, and someone posted, hey, for the last couple minutes of Flight of the Defender, make sure you turn on your closed captioning. And so I did, and then I was freaking the F out, because I was like, it's not Doom, it's Caleb Doom. They're talking to Kanan. So yeah, I, yeah. I just found the I just found the thread here. So it's like, okay, so you were like, "Don't kill me." I don't hate it anymore. I think we were talking about Ezra and Sabine, and I was like, "Ugh, oh you're yeah, dead to me." That's a different conversation. <laughs> and then immediately after, all caps, holy shit! Yeah, I saw a tweet was, to turn on close captioning at the end of the episode. That I'm like, when it says Doom, wait, D U M E, and then it took a couple seconds. And then you're like, except it's not spelled that way. I'm like, oh my god! And we're just both freaking out. And like, I think that's the most I've ever geeked out on on a Rebels episode since like <laughs> Vader showed up. <laughs> and then a day later, you both had to explain it to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb Doom. But yeah, that was that was really dope. That's probably like well played, Filoni. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yes, very. That was, uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people assumed it was Doom, D-O-O-M. That's what I thought at first, um, so. No, and I mean, given their, hmm? uh, yeah, right? Because, you know, they're on Lothal, they're surrounded by the Empire, it certainly seems like Doom, D-O-O-M, is more likely uh, <laughs> to be coming their way. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it threw me off, just because, like, this wolf is helping them, and then it just... <laughs> Says Doom. Like, whoa. Okay. Mood killer right there. <laughs> what did you guys think of the introduction of Rook? Rook. Or I can't pronounce it like Rook. Lars Mikkelsen. But, um. Mm. Eh. I'm kind of indifferent. I'm going to be honest. I was. Yeah, yeah. I, I. I'm kind of the same way. Um, I mean, I guess it's interesting, I guess. 
I mean, I think he he's definitely kind of creepy. Um, he definitely fits in that. I don't know. Like, but I think there's a little bit of uncanny valley there for me. Just kind of the the bridge between human and alien, um, and how he moves. That's racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's speciesist. Um, speciesist. Yes. Yeah. Speciesist. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'll be curious to see if he does anything more in the second half now that, I mean, it kind of seems like he was probably, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> excuse me while I try not to die over here, you know, that, that Thrawn has brought him on to, to hunt the rebels. So presumably he will have more to do in the second half, but I don't know. I mean, I know I'm supposed to... Will it really impact the story in a big way? Mm. That's kind of like... Or is he just going to end up getting killed off or kind of shunted off to the side, in which case... I think yeah. he, he's played his part already, which was just to <coughs> get kidnap Hera, pretty much. I think that was the only... His main thing. There's probably going to be one more fight with him when they go for Hera, when Hera escapes, but... He's just a... For me, he's just like a more he's like a better stormtrooper, you know, a more <laughs> he's a creepier, better aiming stormtrooper trooper that's an actual threat. Xenomorph stormtrooper maybe, but he's yeah, he's <laughs> maybe less stormtrooper and maybe like uh inquisitor without a lightsaber. Yeah. Or bounty hunter or something. Because he's because really he's a kind hunter. of a new threat that we're trying to figure out what what the deal is, and that's what to me that's what the Inquisitors were. They were a new threat that we were trying to figure them out. They're not quite Sith, but they're not stormtroopers, <laughs> and they're you know something new, something we hadn't really seen, and that's that's kind of what he falls in under. I mean. If you've read the Thon the Thrawn trilogy, you've known about him for years. Mm-hmm. Um and um yeah, just um it's just different. So and I know it's yeah. the last season and this will probably be one of the last times we see the character. He may not make it out alive, which would be okay. He wouldn't be missed. <laughs> um but it's just it's something different and and it's something that a lot of the Extended universe fans are going to glom onto and go, "Yay, we got another one! It's canon," which is totally fine. Yeah, true. true and every bad. time I see something that's EU that becomes canon, um, I'm it makes me happy for people who care so much about EU. <laughs> I mean, I don't care either way, but I'm happy for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I was kind of underwhelmed by it, and I'm going to be truly honest. The majority of the season for me has been underwhelming that way. Like, I know I should be feeling okay. more feels, more excitement for certain things that are happening. But the whole Heroes of Mandalore thing just got wrapped up way too quick. And it's like, here, Bo-Katan, take the Darksaber. Here you go. Yeah. Okay. There goes my whole arc setup from season three. I'm just giving it to you. I would agree. I think I think the Mandalore portion was wrapped up really quickly. Um, unless it's going to play some role in the second half of the season, which I guess we have yet to see. 
Um, if it doesn't, like if if the Mandalorians don't come back at some point or we don't see any more interaction between – specifically, I would think uh, Bo-Katan and Sabine, um, then I'll kind of, you know, like, okay, we, we got the closure of the, the Darksaber, but, you know, shouldn't there be something more there? Um, you know, Sabine, you know, it was kind of this big moment where she, you know, she went back to her family. She went back to the Mandalorian fold. Now it's completely wrapped up and they're taking care of it so she can go off with the ghost again, which obviously is good for us because then we get to see more Sabine. But, you know, is is it part of a, a larger overarching plot that's going to tie in to the Lothal arc? I, or I are we just – I think that's uh, they might show up again like a la season three finale, but as far as like any emotional arc or like, yeah, I think I think it's done. They're trying. <laughs> you can tell they're trying to wrap things up. There's definitely some of that. Um, like I'm a little bitter that we didn't actually get to see Hera made into a general. Like she just becomes one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see uh, that in in, be, in between episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a long thing, but there's just kind of a like missing. You know, like she goes back to the rebellion. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they start calling her general. I'm like, when? Wait a minute. What? Has she yeah. always yeah. been a general? And I didn't. I thought she was captain. No, Sandula. What? She was. I'm confused. Was, you didn't spell was, it out for me. She she literally became a general between the last two yeah. episodes, and, that, yeah. and that's that's what I mean. It's that it's the all those little half. things that are kind of bugging me. I was I was pumped for in the name of the rebellion. I was like, okay, some nice Rogue One tie-ins here. And they spent the first half of the first episode just clowning around on that damn dish. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just it's frustrating. Yeah, but at the same time, they're starting to give us some really cool stuff that we can just geek out over, like General Sendula in an X-Wing just going freaking nuts being the greatest pilot since a Skywalker sat behind the controls. I mean, she that was, was great. She was. I mean, they're really giving us fan service there. They're making that character even more incredible. And yes. obviously, but you know, where did we're the X-Wings in- come from? They just randomly appeared. Yeah, okay, that kind of, I mean, that's super nitpicky. If you're, you're, you're going to fan service us with X-Wings, give us our big, hey, we got a new shipment of ships here. Just look around all excited. Because they literally, uh, wink, wink. They, they, don't, they don't have them. Like, they're, they're flying the Y-Wings at the very beginning of the season when they come back from Mandalore to Yavin, you know, in... Um, and and it's Y wings. There are no X wings to be seen. And then, ta da! People have been wanting to see X wings on the show for three, four and a half seasons now, or whatever, right? And when right. we finally and now get, they get them, to, and it's epic. Uh, I don't know, man. And it's tainted, the Y wings tainted by you for not for them not saying, "Hey, we got new ships." The I mean, the Y wings <laughs> got a whole episode devoted right. to them. You sure they did? The sure Y wings. Which we yeah. saw plenty of in, in the Clone Wars. Wasn't there an there wasn't there an A wing episode too? There was a B wing episode. B wing, B wing. Okay, the A wings they already had. They, they have the A. Yeah, they already had those. So they already have so, the A wings, I mean, which is fine. Do you need a whole episode for each? 
not a whole episode, but I, I would have liked a nice da, 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 a line. Hey, everybody, just a line, a line. Yeah, yeah, something, not just randomly showing up between or even episodes. If we yeah, but I mean that doesn't take away them. from how freaking cool it was. Oh no, it was freaking to dope. see him in the way they used him. Yeah, and uh, and spoiler alert: how crash proof they are <laughs> or not <laughs> or not yeah <laughs> or not high x-wings by x yeah well but uh, but two crashed <laughs> and and two pilots walked out of it because the plot demanded at least it. yeah at least two so i mean uh, so was but things like that, that you know captured yeah but but things like that i mean god it's so good and and the wolves and and all that stuff. I mean, we're we're getting some. This is a great season. No, I, I agree. Yeah, we are getting things. we are getting plenty of of good geek out material and fan service sure. moments. I mean, the yeah. whole almost kiss thing they've been doing until they finally do kiss. Right. Thank you, Jesus. They should. I think they <laughs> should have waited a little longer for that too. I think they could have strung you along a couple more episodes because <laughs> that was I fun. Was, okay. Yeah, I was literally about to like fly myself to California and find Dave Filoni and now that, throttle him. Now, now that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston's character are together, <laughs> we're not going to care so much about Rachel and always Ross, care. right? Wow. Right. We're not going to care so much about Rachel and Ross. No, now Adrian's just going to tease me that they're never going to see each other again. Well, and I remember I crushed that moment for you. It's like, ooh, Kat, this is your episode. I can't wait for you to see this one. Uh, and then oh. he just started geeking out on me over Messenger. I'm like, whoop, she got to it. And then I'm like, yeah. what if that's the last time they see each other? <gasps> yeah, I just, just had to crush my hopes and dreams but technically the last time they saw each other was a couple <laughs> seasons ago well okay <laughs> ouch oh, yeah. bravo, speaking. bravo Ooh, yes fair point john fair point technically speaking face to face be face to face there i i could see it playing out that way i he's gonna go in for the rescue or something like that or they they've been separated for a good majority of the season they got back together for a little bit Boom. They get they the, kiss. the smooch on. They got the smooch on. Then they separated again. I think they're going to be kept apart. They might see each other from a distance or something, or I don't know. So uh, it's not going to, it's going to be bittersweet. I, I would bet money, money on it. I'm going to be curled up in the fetal position somewhere, crying. Kanan's going to turn into a wolf and. He's going to visit her as a wolf and then just write away something. I don't know. Something bittersweet oh, like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Filoni, no. Um, <laughs> I I have to say that um, I've, I was, I've been really happy with all of the episodes since they returned to Lothal and kind of brought the focus back in. There was a point in the first and second seasons where I couldn't wait until they got off of Lothal, but now I'm actually really glad that they've brought it back. Yeah, like the episode where they go into out. the bar and it's like, hey, yeah, there's never been Imperials. They haven't been welcome in here yeah. and they walk in. It's all Imperials. Oh, man. That was fun. You know, Lothal's changed. It's evolved. And, and the threat, obviously, is higher on Lothal than it's ever been. 
And so it, yeah. it does. You're right, Kat. It makes it more exciting. Interesting, too, because I remember a lot of people complaining about Lothal in the first and second season. Just, well, mostly the first is, get off of Lothal. God, this this show has no budget because they're always on Lothal. You know, just always complaining about Lothal. And you're right. The stronger parts of this season have been on Lothal. I mean, I've enjoyed all of it, but, you know... Certainly, there are things like I feel like the Mandalore stuff could have been expanded upon. I agree with your thoughts about the episodes that Saw was in, which in the uh, in the name of the rebel, yes, in the name of the rebellion. Um, like I, you know, they I felt they could have done man a little bit more with that. Less time on the dish. And, I wanted Saw um, to get caught in that Kyber crystal explosion to set up a nice. Burkulit saw we see in Rogue One. Yeah. So, he almost... He's got the I hair. Mean, That's about it. He's got the hair. He didn't seem quite as crazy as he did last season. Yeah. But, but I did like the interplay between Saw and Ezra and Sabine... You know, where Saw's like, well, you know, this is your, what about your home? What would you do to defend your home? Like, how far would you go to defend that? Because I think that could possibly resonate in the second half of the season, now that we're back on Lothal with Ezra. Like, what lengths will he go to, to save Lothal? Like, how far is he going to go? And we've obviously, you know, there have been some of the dark side hints before Boo. you know so <laughs> another missed opportunity but you know how is is that somehow going to play into to Ezra's fate at the end of rebels possibly where will he go i guess possibly. we'll find will out man i mean there is yeah. there is that rumor that Ezra's in rogue one right <laughs> what, wait what rumor is that one of Saw's men oh, has a what looks like a painted a uh, scout trooper helmet. Scout oh, helmet. that's yeah. right. That's right. I saw that picture. Yeah, it's not really so much of a rumor as look. There's this person wearing this scout helmet. Could that be Ezra? Ezra wears a scout helmet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know in Star Wars that everything has to be connected. So <laughs> did that guy make it off of Jeddah before the Death Star blew up the city? Well, he was running out when it <laughs> happens, but we don't know. I'm guessing probably not. How much so would it suck sure if that actually is Ezra and then he just goes out like a punk on Jeddah? Right. I. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we don't. You don't. You don't know. We know. We won't know yet, and maybe we won't know at the end of um, <laughs> at the end of the season either. God, I, I don't know. I don't want another miss. I'm, I'm so sick of the missed opportunities, man. I'm, I, I admit I'm, I'm probably being a little too nitpicky or a little too analytical, but it's just. I, I mean, if you're nitpicking stuff and it doesn't have anything to do with the episode crawler commandeers, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe you are too nitpicky. You haven't even mentioned that one yet. I was waiting to get to that one because, damn. <laughs> It's like you follow yeah, Kindred so, with that one. Why? <laughs> yeah. Kindred was so good. Uh, and then, it just seemed unnecessary the whole episode. And then you got Sisko. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Kindred, I mean, Kindred was maybe like my high point of the season. Although yeah. Rebel Assault, so like Kindred and Rebel Assault. The first half of Rebel Assault. Really good. The first half of Rebel Assault. I mean, even like I would say the Occupation. Occupation of was Defender, good. Yeah. Kindred, Rebel Assault, like the the four of those almost make up like their own kind of mini movie. You could, could completely drop Crawler Commandos or rework the story and it it wouldn't change. You know, it's like basically they're just trying to find an antenna to call Hera and get through to the rebellion. We don't need And this you whole just ruined the episode now. more for me. Just <laughs> simplifying <Sorry>. it. <laughs> I spent a whole episode looking for a, a Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> signal yeah. i mean but that's basically what they're doing yeah, that's true and and can you hear me now i mean good can you yeah. hear me now <laughs> i mean it also serves to show how much has changed on lothal and what's what's happening to the planet but but really you know they're just trying to find a way to talk to Hera, and it's like you could completely pretty much cut out that episode yeah and it you would still have four really good episodes that make up a very nice story minus like two minutes of Crawler Commandos where they actually contact Hera. So, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed Zeb um, fighting the uh, Trandoshan guard slaver <laughs> person. Um, yeah, that Zeb's was fun. Badass. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the episode, another. I mean, we we got we got we got. Uh, well, we uh, got Hera um, with the meeting with Mon Mothma and Dodonna <laughs> and all those guys, right? Bail Organa, totally, yeah. totally bitching out the Rebel Alliance, right? Um, <laughs> to get them to do something. Yep. So good yep. for her. Yep. Um, so we got some. And we, we got some. We got Visago back. Yeah, Visago. figured out what happened to him. Yeah, eh, eh, eh. Zago. I kind of like Zago. Right. I kind of have a soft spot. Yeah, whatever. You know? If I never saw him again, I wouldn't think twice. <laughs> what Man. happened to him? They couldn't have used, I don't know, Hondo for that. Maybe. Eh, oh yeah, yeah. Hondo would have been a little more fun. Yeah, Hondo would have been incredibly been. fun. But, but Zago yeah. was their contact on Lothal. Hondo doesn't really have yeah, anything to do. True. With yeah, but still, they could have used him. Yeah. They could have. Just saying. And it would have been more fun. Visago ends up being the captain of the crawler, right? How much yes. cooler would it have been if it was Hondo being captain of the crawler? <laughs> I don't think Hondo would have stuck around, though. No. True. Hondo would have been like, True. I'm out. That would be in his character. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with John Visago. I don't mind him. If I never see him again, I won't complain either. It's whatever. <laughs> another another missed uh, interesting opportunity with Ezra when he's fighting uh oh, Seth Green. What's Seth Green's Seavor? Seavor's something like that. Oh, hold on, I've got it. Seavor, yeah, Captain Seavor. Yeah, they're, when they're fighting in the smelter thing, the smelting thing. Yeah, I thought, ooh, they're setting up a nice dark side moment here with the gaping uh, hole in the wall there with the right. I thought Ezra's gonna push him in, and we're finally okay. Cool, we're, he's he's still somewhere in between. No, the dude just slips and falls in. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't think that that was kind of on purpose, though? Like, 
he knows that his lightsaber is there. Like, I actually thought that, oh, gosh, sorry. <clears throat> I actually thought that moment was a little bit dark for that reason. Because Ezra totally, like, he's totally setting it up. And, like, he doesn't actually physically push him, but he's kind of making it go that way. At least that's what I took away from that. And that may not actually be what happened. And I'm just totally saying. Disagree. A goofy slip versus a force push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm. that's true. Those are not those are not quite the same thing. You have a you have Seavor, whoa, and he's gone. Versus Ezra, <laughs> oh, force push and boom, dark side moment, straight up. You, again, you, yeah, like you're arguing, you could argue that was kind of a little thing, just because he didn't stop it from happening. But there would have been no arguing it whatsoever if Ezra straight up just pushed him in. Well, he slipped on Ezra's lightsaber, right? Yes. Yeah. And again, so to have, call me out of, uh, of I'm being too analytical here about things. Just, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't like no, the episode I'm, as a whole. So I'm, I'm with you on that episode. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I did not love the episode no. myself. I mean, like, I, I already think it could basically be distilled into five minutes that could have been added on in other places. Right. But I felt that that was a little bit ambiguous personally. Mm -hmm. It's just my opinion. Um, I, I suspect they probably don't just want to be that blatant and probably we're not going to see Ezra go to the dark side. I'm not talking about going to the dark side straight up, but <sighs> okay. What he just said, that right. They don't want to be that obvious with it. Season two ended with him opening up a Sith holocron, so right. they've, they've been incredibly that's, on the nose with it. Season three opened true. up with him mind-controlling a walker up yeah, with that evil yeah, look in his that, eyes. That's true. And then they've dropped it completely, completely ever since then. And it's annoying. He went from this potentially, yeah. not evil, not dark side, but at least a dark character, Yeah, to... Well, he slipped. Let me get my saber. Oh boy, oh boy. He, he he's too happy now, I think. Is, is that a valid complaint? I don't know. Maybe not, but I just feel Ezra's character is too all over the place for me and too inconsistent throughout the whole uh in be, between seasons. Series? Between seasons yeah. in the whole series. Yeah. I don't think he's happy now, though. I mean, I think he's carrying not happy to anger uh, and at what's happening to Lothal. Happy is not the right word, I, I, but what's the word I'm looking for? He's not serious enough. <coughs> he's been kind of comedic lately. I think when he's I not, agree with that. Using using him as as basically Jar Jar with the jetpack in yeah. that one episode. Yeah, yeah. Was I yeah. When he's not mourning or talking off. about Lothal, he's yeah. he's comedic. Right. Yeah, the jetpack. Oh my gosh, the jetpack in Heroes of Mandalore. That that shtick got old really and fast. And the name of the rebellion too, the whole thing on the dish, making the voice. He's he's been comedic relief for a good chunk of the season. I do have to say though, it worked for me in Flight of the Defender when 
Sabine's trying to get the core power drive, whatever the heck it is, out of the, the TIE Defender, and Ezra's, you know, creating a distraction and then ends up, like, falling flat on his face in front of Thrawn and Bryce. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, at least I thought that was funny. No, it was funny. And that's what's um, wrong with but, it for me, I think. <laughs> but but the problem, but I, but the overall problem is there's there, there's been too much of that, I think, in the other episodes, right? Is that overall it becomes too much? Like if it's kind of like a once in a while thing, you know, he's still a teenager, he's still kind of gangly, fingering stuff out. Like it happens, you know. Look, so but, let, let, let's break down characters here real quick, right? Kanan right. has from first season to now. He has evolved. He went from this, I, I just trust my initial group. I don't want to be part of anything bigger. I hide that I'm a Jedi. He has developed into this more traditional Jedi character that's evolved based on the experiences that he's had throughout the series. Being blinded, finding his faith again, uh, mm-hmm. essentially raising Ezra, right? Learning from his own mistakes. Yeah. He has developed well. He's had this nice arc. Sabine... Sure. From having wishwashy character moments in the first, I think, two seasons, to be yeah. to really worked on into this great tragic character in season three, and you know, as much as I have issues with uh, Heroes of Mandalore, they they did wrap it up. They gave her a nice arc there. Sure, Zeb found his people. He hasn't really developed much as a character, but at least he's consistent. And Hera, you know, I mean, Hera's awesome. All about the family. And Chopper. More awesome. And only become more awesome. And, and Chopper. Chopper. Chopper is more consistent than Ezra. Consistent. Exactly. Yeah. Ezra is not consistent whatsoever. Season yeah. one, yeah, this little... Street rat. Street rat. Yeah, thank you. Trying to find a home. That's fine. That's cool. I like I like his arc in the first season. Season Second two, kind of continuing that, and they start introducing, you know, I he's, want to be he's, a Jedi. He's getting a little arrogant and whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. And they introduce the whole thing with Maul. Great. Right. Season three infuriates me so much with this character. Just because he keeps relearning the same lesson over and over again. Plus, we see the dark side growing in him. And then they just drop it. And, and then, then they just drop it in season four. Like how how many times has he apologized He's back to the to group? annoying teenager? Season three, like every, I swear, every, it felt like every other episode he was apologizing to the to the crew. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, I, I should have listened. My way, exactly. Yeah. You guys are my family. You guys are my family. Next episode reboot. He's back to Nah, man. I'm a Jedi. I'm gonna do my stuff. Just so inconsistent. And then season four, he's comedic when it's not about Lothal. That's yeah. that's my issue with Ezra, who's he's our protagonist, right? He's supposed to be the main, mm-hmm. right? He is, yeah. So I apologize for the rant there, but this is like the first time I had my thoughts in order enough to actually vocalize my main issues with with Ezra, and that that's it is the inconsistency with his character and his arc. I never know what I'm going to well, get his, with him. His his arc's also not over. True. And I think yeah. it will be by the end of the series. Mm-hmm. That I have no doubt. 
But I mean, just compared to the rest how of many, the how many crew. episodes to wrap it up? Uh, um, it depends on who you talk to. There's some seven <clears throat> episodes, six or seven. Uh, depends on which news source you're going by. I think Wikipedia says six, but then there was an interview somewhere else that says seven. So I'm not actually a hundred percent sure. All right, sorry. Right now, there are 16 episodes listed on IMDb. 16? So, yeah. Oh, that's more than I thought. So, I guess just to kind of wrap up my rant there, I'm not trying to say I'm not interested to see where Ezra ends up, because I, I am. I'm just saying it's been a frustrating journey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would agree. I think, I think the person who's had the best arc over the course of these four seasons has actually been Kanan. Mm-hmm. I think you could argue that. Um, could you argue? Think, could you argue that he's the protagonist of the series? Not as we were introduced to it, because I—I I mean, well, well, okay. I let me step that back. Um, Ezra is our point of view character, but that, and usually the point of view character would be the main character, like Luke. In the original trilogy. Okay. But potentially you could argue that even though Ezra is the point of view character, we're watching the rebellion grow through his eyes. And as part of that rebellion, you know, we've got Kanan and we're seeing Kanan. But, you know, I honestly still think, though, that in terms of the show, Ezra is considered the main character. And you could maybe argue that Ezra and Kanan are the main characters, but even, you know, almost every episode has Ezra, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Ezra is the guy. Okay. I'd argue that Kanan's the, what's what's the term? Deuteragonist? I don't think I've ever heard that term before but sure roll second with it. most important character protagonist is the main one i think it's due to rugged i could be butchering the pronunciation it sounds i mean no i think you've got the pronunciation you're the film school right. guy you tell me yeah but but i mean <laughs> i think you're right though like i think as, uh, after ezra kanan is the next most important character but i think I think the problem is if if Ezra is supposed to be the main character, his arc should be the most consistent and the most to have changed when really it seems like Kanan has changed the most. Yes. Kanan is the one I'm most excited yeah. to see. Cause, yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Same for me. I mean, quite honestly, I mean, I like Adrian and John, you know, we're all excited to see what happens with these characters and where they end up at the se- at the end of the series. But for me, overall, Kanan's fate and what happens to Kanan and where he goes, what he becomes potentially, is far more interesting at this point than what happens to Ezra. Unless Ezra's character evolves way beyond the trajectory we're, we're imagining. I totally agree. And that's, you know, with seven more episodes. Who knows? I Make mean, it, it could be quite... 
it could happen. You know, there's seven, a lot could happen in seven episodes and they've kind of feels like there's, you know, starting to hit the gas pedal. Like hair has been captured. There's going to be a huge impetus there when we start the second half of the season. Like they have to get Hera back. Like she's a general in the freaking rebellion. You know, they don't know that, but you know, she's got all this Intel, you know, they, they, they're going to want to get her back, of course. And you know, so I think we're really – I think the second half of the season is really going to hit the ground running. There's not going to be – you know, we're just going to go. I think I, I mentioned this too to you, Kevin, when we were watching. But uh, Forces of Destiny kind of ruined that whole thing for me. <laughs> you know, I don't – yeah, you thought – so. so Adrian's big complaint about – Sorry, I'm just going to take the words out of your mouth. Adrian's big complaint about uh, Rebel Assault was that there's no tension because we know that Hera is going to make it through because we know that she's alive on Endor. Right. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) Ryu. (coughs) Yeah. So I don't know. And, And yes, I mean, I agree in the sense that in terms of Hera's plot line, like, yes, I know that she's going to, and I knew that she wasn't going to die in this episode. But I think, I think the tension that I felt with Rebel Assault was that it's not, not necessarily about what happens to Hera. It's about how that affects the ghost family. No, I agree. Specifically Kanan. I mean, but also Ezra, Sabine, Zeb, Chopper. You know, poor Chopper. As far as plot goes, yes, it it does set up tension for everything else. As far as character tension goes, there's none for me. Really? Not not with not with Hera and and Kanan and I'm talking about Hera specifically. Because the the ending right before this hiatus, that was the big cliffhanger. Hera's been captured by Rook. Yeah. And like like we know she's we know she survives. Yeah, we know she makes it out and I I, I think I think the whole second half of the episode was just kind of odd that way for me because it, it started off strong. Yeah, we got the X wings, not some a great dogfight right before they crash. Yeah. Right, right. Kanan, Kanan is goes back. He's like, no, I got to do this, and boom, he takes off on his yeah hot rod speeder. So I, I like that. That episode had a great setup. Another pilot survived the crash. Right. It's Hera and this mm-hmm. other pilot. I'm like, okay, can kind of see where this is going now. Yeah. And then from there, just kind of, Kanan didn't get far enough in the episode. Like, Kanan's whole setup just en- ended with him being on that highway still. That's true. So he pretty much did nothing that episode, even though we were set up for something. And the fact that this other pilot survived, I'm like, okay, he's probably going to get away and... That's, that's a valid critique. I mean, this... It- that the the second half of that episode of Rebel Assault, it doesn't, yeah, not quite enough happens. Like, it's obviously, it's setting up for the second half of the season. Like, we're going to be, you know, pedal to the metal, Kanan's going to come in, guns blazing, you know, we've got Ezra and Sabine. It's definitely, we're going to have Hera Thrawn, which, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I still maintain that. that so far season three has has given us way more ups than it's given us downs and way more things to be excited about for the rest of season three than things to four. be trepidatious about. Four. You mean season uh, four? Season four, sorry, yeah. Season four. 
Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, as as a as a whole, I mean, you know, of course, I can nitpick it to death. Sure. certain things yeah. that I can nitpick to death. But as a whole, I'm loving season Sorry. four. Yeah. Like this, this no, is mean, making we, me want to. We got two go fun episodes. Watch all of it with Heroes of the Ma- of Mandalore. We got a good episode in the name of the Rebellion, the Occupation, Flight of the Defender, Kindred. Then we slowed down with the Crawler Commandeers, and then we had Rebel Assault. I mean, it's been it's been very good overall, with with some minor things that we can just kind of like I don't know chalk up to trying to get it all done at once. I guess <laughs> probably and probably some of that is true. I mean, even if even if they it was always the, the plan that you know the fourth season was going to be the end. They should have made it They're 24 still trying to, episodes, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand. They're still trying to wrap it. up a lot. Uh-huh. They got a lot of ground to cover, and they, they limited themselves. It should be more episodes. That's my only gripe. And then they give us a crawler commandeers that we don't necessarily need when they could be doing more Ezra Dark Side Temptation stuff. Or maybe that all just ended when when Maul ended, but they haven't dis- they haven't told us that. <laughs> um, maybe remember that thread cat you showed me about why Filoni has done a great job, but but also why he probably shouldn't take on a live action film. Yes, all of that. I do remember the thread. I don't know if I can recall everything. Some that yeah, that was um. That was on Twitter, um, and it was a really great thread. It was, but I'd have to go find. I totally it now. like yes, all of this, all of this right here. This guy is I. I am channeling this guy right now, <laughs> and I, I know I'm sounding really negative about season four, and I think I sound I think I sound pretty negative about Rebels as a whole sometimes, but I really do love the show. It, it it's it's awesome. It, it is great storytelling <laughs> overall. And it's had some amazing fan service geek out moments for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I season four had the biggest geek out for me in a while with that whole Doom thing. So I I am enjoying <laughs> the show. I I am I am liking it. Um, okay, so we've kind of recapped most of the episodes at least. <laughs> Do we want to give a wild speculation on the way the rest of it goes? What would we like to see? Adrian, I'll start with you. For the love of God, please give us a definitive Ahsoka lives or Ahsoka lives answer. I think we'll see that. I think so. You know, can I just interject? Yeah. I almost don't want to know at this point. I like I love Ahsoka, but at this point I almost feel like we're too far beyond that. Like, it wouldn't make any sense unless, unless it somehow ties into Kanan's fate. I th- I would argue, well, not argue, I would bet that that's what they're going to, if they do bring Ahsoka back. She may not be a wolf. She might be a bird. <laughs> but I think we I think we will see some bit of her again. Otherwise, I don't think they would have started this whole Ahsoka Lives campaign. Would you dig it if they, they did a spinoff series, Ahsoka? I I think we've moved. No, I wouldn't dig it. Okay. I think I would love to see a live action Ahsoka movie. 
or a comic specifically focusing on her. Yeah, I'm with Cat. Yeah. Sign me up. I, I, I would read. I would gladly read another Ahsoka novel or more books. I would gladly read another Ahsoka novel for sure. I yeah. I I'm beyond that. I'm beyond the comics and the books. You know, and I'm a huge comics fan. I love comics. Have since I was a kid. But I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I want to see it in live action. Or animated action. I need something more than pages. It feels more concrete to me that way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's cool. I can, I can see that. I, I used to be like that, too, with Star Wars. I couldn't really read it. I, no, I was I was the other way. I read everything. And oh, yeah. then now, now as I, I, you know, my life is so full, and I don't have as much time to read, I need... 30 minute episodes, you know, once a week to, <laughs> to really kind of help me stay in it or a great big two and a half hour movie or whatever, you know, I need that. I'm relying on that because I don't have time to read anymore. I just don't. Ah, uh, yeah. Like I, so I, am I so wouldn't want to see a comic. For that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to read a book. I, I don't have time to, there's so many darn good books out there right now. And I don't have time to read them. I finally downloaded Bloodline. (laughs) Finally downloaded Bloodline and read, I've read three pages so far. (laughs) And that was two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I I finally. I want to see it. Quick side note here. I finally started making time to read again. And I I, I finally got back into a, from a certain point of view, Will Whedon. What the hell, brother? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, twist the knife. Oh my god, uh, it's like, shank me? And then, yeah, twist it a few times, just wildly, just... Yeah. That's what we knew, John, you need to read from a certain point of view, and then we need to have a podcast. Okay, I'll put it on my yeah. list of put other things to do listen, with all this free no, time. <laughs> listen, listen to it. Get get the audio version. Download it for free on Audible. You get like one book when you sign up. But then I I couldn't I couldn't listen to our podcast anymore. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> forgive you as if you're listening to from a certain point of view. Yeah, if you're listening oh, okay. to from a certain point of view, right. <laughs> you're off. The honestly, hook, if you are gonna read one Star Wars book, this is the one. Read this from is a the one. Point of view. Yes. Okay. It has well, plus it's nice because it's, it's all mini stories. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. The Tatooine stories start getting tiring after a while, but <laughs> but it, it has been a joy to read. Why does everyone want to go back to Tatooine? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. How many? How much time can we spend in the cantina at? Most I know. Like. A lot. like a lot. Like, a lot of time. A lot of Greedo and a lot of those it stories, It does look too. like it's been there a long time. <laughs> oh, Greedo. But, but uh, yeah, Lena. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought the Kenobi story was sad enough. <gasps> With Lena. That's, that's all I... Yeah. Please, John. Please. You're our only hope to have a From a Certain Point of View <laughs> podcast episode. Okay. All right. I'll... Do my best. I'll do my best. Awesome. Start. We could take it in chunks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do that. We c- <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. 
where were we going? Sorry, we were talking about things we hope yes. for, for the mm-hmm. things that we hope yes. for for the rest of Rebels. What do, what do we need? <laughs> what do each one of us need for closure on this series? I need Kanan not to die and more making out. <sighs> okay, all right. Wow. Okay. But really, but really, I she think she wants rebels I, porn. Okay, I get it. All I, right. Yeah, totally. Sign me up. Um, Human and Twilight Send action. me the fan fiction. Um, you want, want lava lamps, cavathier, and a fifth sandwich. <laughs> I I want definitive answers for Kanan's fate. Like if they, I don't want it to be like Ahsoka at the end of season two. Oh, I'd be so mad. I want I want to know for sure. Yeah. I think. Well, I say that now. Maybe I don't actually. Okay. Don't. Don't quote me. Okay. All right. <laughs> John. Uh. Yeah. I, I want. I want a definitive answer for Kanan and a definitive answer for Ezra. What. What their fates are. I want a fate for each one of them. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And I don't want there to be a question about what happened. What I'd like to see is the two of them do something incredibly heroic that that has gravitas at the end that kind of saves the rebellion and takes it to the next level. I want it to be the series is called Rebels, right? We know at least one of those mm-hmm. rebels lives. Uh well two. Yep. Chopper lives Chopper. too, right? Theoretically. Um so I'd like to see the other ones that we don't know their fate have a common fate that advances the meaning of what they're doing, that it takes the rebels to the next level, you know, mm-hmm. something heroic, something epic, something that we can we can leave the series going. That was <laughs> worth my time. You want them to have their Rogue One moment. I Sure. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Something like Rogue One. Yeah. Something yeah, something that, that that means like means something. I want it to be meaningful. I want it to, to the end to be like, wow. Okay, now I get it. Now I know why I watched this Rebels for three, excuse me, four seasons. I'm really curious though as to if we're actually gonna get that right. I don't know. Rogue One was kind of I the mean, like pinnacle sure. of before blowing up the death star right. like that was as as good as it got and when we see them in rogue one there's still a lot of fighting yeah you know about what's the best course of action sure. and so you know i honestly i don't know adrian's like <laughs> call on me you, adrian go thank you. you just reminded me that there's a throwaway line in battlefront 2 that implies that lothal is still occupied Oh yeah! After yeah, Return of that. the Jedi, yeah, doesn't doesn't straight up say say it, but it implies right. heavily. It totally does. So, which would seem to indicate, if that's true, that whatever happens on Lothal is probably not going to end. Well it's going to go south for the rebellion. Yeah. So that that big moment you're talking about, John, ain't going to happen on Lothal at the very least. I mean, though, I know, back that up, I don't actually think that's necessarily true. Go on. Listen to this. Go on. I will. Um, 
so so there's there's been hinted that there's this deeper purpose of the empire being on Lothal aside from having like the tie defense oh, yeah. be there. We still don't really know what that nope. is and possibly that it's connected to the force cuz now we've got the loth wolves. What if the the big culmination of rebels is not that they defeat the empire on Lothal in as in driving them out, but it's that they stop or manage to subvert whatever the empire is truly there for. <gasps> like the empire could still be there after that happens because they're not going to just let it go. But what if what if the the win there is that they manage to stop whatever else is going on? Okay, with that with that uh that in mind, that logic in mind, <laughs> I changed my answer to what I would what to what I want to see. <laughs> Okay. With that in mind, I want to see them. I want. I want a Palpatine cameo. Ooh. And they stop whatever force connected plan he has on Lothal. So not necessarily Empire, but something Sith related. Cause there's a Jedi Temple on Lothal, right? So there is a there is a Lothwolf Lothwolves connected to the Force Jedi Temple. That place has a strong connection to the Force. Yeah, it could be. I could see. I could totally see Palpatine having more of an interest besides the the mining on the planet that's Force related. Mm-hmm. So that would be. Thank you, Cat. That would be awesome. John wins by getting his big hero moment by them stopping some sort of Force massacre, and then we get a Palpatine like the rebels stop me, something like that. I will totally, totally be down for that. I dig that. What, John? Would that fit your? Uh, would that make you happy, or were that, you still not? I mean, yeah, that'd be a, exactly what I'm. Something like that. Yeah, that's cool. I want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we got the Palpatine voice cameo in season two, beginning of season two. Yeah, yeah. When um, Vader contact contacts him, yes, we have not. Seen we haven't him. seen. What him if exactly? What if whatever it is at the Jedi Temple needs to be guarded forever, and that's what Kanan and Ezra do? Yeah, I kind of feel so. Ooh, Ooh John. I, I've also there's. There's another theory floating around the internet, and I'm sorry, I don't know who first posited this. I saw it on Twitter somewhere, and I'm really sorry that I don't know. This is not my idea. I saw this. This is someone else's idea, <laughs> disclaimer. Um, I did not come up with this. But we see in Kindred that the wolves are able to basically move through space in a way that we've not seen before. Mm-hmm. One theory I have seen posited that is that it is possible that the wolves will take Kanan to Mortis or that he will somehow Whoa. end up somewhere else um, in another place, another dimension. I don't know. Um, Mortis. It's an interesting theory. That'd be interesting. It it would really be tying in some mystical force elements, and I don't know how much people would love that. 
Um, it's kind of a cool idea. I don't know if it will happen or if I want that to actually be what happens. But it's just kind of a interesting. And what if Ahsoka is the one that recruits him? There you go. You know what? Maybe she's on Mortis. The more you guys talk about this, the more... Okay, the Jedi Temple, right? Mm-hmm. The last time we saw it, Vader and the Inquisitors had taken it. So Palpatine is aware of the Jedi Temple on on Lothal. <coughs> yeah. He probably probably knew of it before that. And yeah, going back to Mortis, that would be that would make sense. It'd, it'd be that oh, would she, be crazy. She she lives, but not really. But she lives in a way that isn't just a force ghost. It connects nicely with the whole uh, convoy. Is that was that what the bridge are called? Yes. Thing that uh, we've been seeing with Ahsoka. Yeah, I I dig what you guys are laying down right now. You well, guys should have brought this season. up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like the next half of the season, there's going to be two, there should be. I mean, if we're, if we're building up to the end, well, we are, we're building up to the end, we're getting closer and closer to Rogue One, although we still don't know how close Rebels is going to get to Rogue One. Although, how awesome would it be to get a Cassian K2 cameo, Draven? I mean, like, they're a character, Radis. like, we could bring in more of these characters from Rogue One totally. as we get a little bit closer. Totally, but I'm going to caution um, you, don't get your hopes up too high, because we thought this whole season, being a short season, wouldn't have scrap episodes, and we did get the commandeers, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, um, Crawler commandos are... There's commandos. always room for fluff! <laughs> true that. Although, yeah, I would totally love more of a Rogue One connection. If I'm going to be shameless about it, I, I, w- I would love to see Jin just show up, even if she's just in the background or something. Like a, like a 3PO R2 cameo for John in the earlier part of the podcast. Yeah. I would love a little cameo like that for Jin, even if it's just walking past her. <laughs> we know she hangs out on Garel, which is by Lothal, mm-hmm. so not that far-fetched. Maybe that's how she ends up in prison at the beginning of Rogue One. Some trouble on my phone. I don't know. Oh, wait, no, no. Cat read the book. Yeah. Yeah. She's um she's not on Garel before she goes to Wobani. Um she's somewhere else. So that happens earlier. Well never mind then. Sorry. But I, I would still like a cameo. <laughs> no more kissing, that's all you got. Sorry. That's probably that's probably true. <laughs> At least we got one. We got one. I think that's probably all you'll get. <laughs> it is a kid show. It is a kid show, and that's another <laughs> thing we got to keep in mind. You know, these heroic endings. It's a kid show. They can't all die, right? Yeah, this isn't Rogue One, the movie. Right. This is Rebels, the, the kid show. Right. Damn, that would be Mommy, such a downer. What does buried in in the dirt mean for Ezra? <laughs> He's gardening. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi gardening. Well, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how they balance 
the the serious tone of, you know, these people are in a war. They're fighting against the Empire. And we know as adults that that means that people die. You know, there's – and more, you know, more than just the nameless X-Wing pilots, Y-Wing pilots, you know. And so it'll be interesting to see how they they balance that on a show like this going into it. You know, Clone Wars was okay because, okay, quote-unquote, because, you know, we knew at least with the main characters, well, yeah, they're going to make it all to Revenge of the Sith, so. Aside from Ahsoka. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's kind of what makes me feel like we probably, like, if if Kanan and Ezra die, more probably Kanan than Ezra, if Kanan dies, I think we will see something else for him. Force ghost, something. I liked John's idea about guarding the temple on Lothal. Like, I think... There will be some kind of guardians of the wills of Lothal. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I think, I think it will be, you know, there's something more, something beyond. Oh, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, in the Vader comic, wasn't there a Jedi that was in exile? There's, there's a term for some sort of self-imposed exile they do. Yes. Oh. I'm not at home. I don't have my comic books. So, yes, in the new Vader comic series, that's a good point, Adrian. In the new Vader comic series, which takes place earlier. Yeah. uh, Because this takes place literally right after Revenge of the Sith. So it's earlier in the timeline than than Rebels. But, yes, there, there is one singular Jedi who has voluntarily removed himself from the Order to kind of stay above above that and he's kind of like the last line of defense of the order. Mm-hmm. I cannot without the comics in front of me. I can't look up and and tell you what the term is for that. Um but yes, yes, you're correct in the new Vader comic. There is a character that has done that or has been assigned that duty or taken that responsibility on. Mitra Surik also that's, known as the Jedi Exile. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. It's a general in <laughs> the Mandalorian Wiki- Wars. Wikipedia, Wikipedia is, is helping me quite a bit. <coughs> uh, free plug for Wikipedia. Um, the Exiles, a group of dark Jedi. Hmm? The punishment of exile. Legacy of the Force Exile. It wasn't for Dark Jedi. It was... No, he's definitely... He was a Jedi Jedi. He's not a Sith. He's a he's a Jedi. He's... Well, Mitra Surik is a female. Oh, this is a dude. Yeah. So, so this was a different... Something... Okay. Something else. All right. But anyway, yeah, you, you, you were talking about it and... It just reminded me of that. I, I I skimmed through that that issue at a Barnes and Noble, so at a, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I actually didn't pick it up, but I, I skimmed through it. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, but the more you were talking about that, that it reminded me. I could see that coming yeah. back up again. Yeah, I'm thinking I about guess... doing the Marvel Unlimited app again and and catching mm-hmm. up on all this backstory stuff. 
with all that free time I have to read. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, from a certain point of view first. <laughs> right, okay, all right, okay. Maybe yeah, I'll stop well, at Barnes & new- Noble on the way home. Ooh. Yeah, the new Darth Vader book is good. I like that. Um, the I read, I finally, because I am also way behind on my comic reading, like my comic stack. It's starting to look like an encyclopedia. I'm so behind. Um, but I finally read the Phasma uh, miniseries. Oh, cool. Dope. <gasps> Holy shit. Like, <laughs> Phasma, do not mess with her. Okay. Because... Uh, yeah. yeah, she is a she is a certified badass, and she will literally cut you. Okay, literally cut you. So, I have to say that that mini series has done way more to pique my interest in Phasma. So maybe you should read the book than next. The Force Awakens. Yes, I should read the book. I still haven't read the book. It's sitting in my Kindle, waiting to be read. Okay, but the mini series, wow, and beautifully drawn. Beautifully drawn. Okay. So many stunning um, panels. Nice. Anyway, so plug. Plug for the Phasma miniseries. Completely unrelated to Rebels. Totally unrelated to Rebels. uh, What do you say we wrap up this Rebels discussion? uh, Yes, that's probably a good idea. (laughs) A lot of tangents tonight. But that's okay. It's been a while. We're catching up. Yes. Totally. Talk about it all. (laughs) Um... So yeah, um, overall, looking forward to what's happening. We got different opinions, but we all just kind of want the best for everything as always, right? Absolutely. We want it to be amazing. Justify, sister! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, on that note, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast, And you can follow me specifically on those three at BlueLabPro. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. Check me out at that John Fred in most cases, or John K. Frederick on Facebook. <laughs> and PlayStation Network. Challenge John. Fight him. At fight him. me. Come at me, bro. Cool. So uh, until next time, we are the Force. Later. May the Force be with you. Bye, guys. May the Force be with you. <laughs>